bats, caps, and sunflower seeds. This episode may contain adult language. Hello and welcome to this episode of Bats, Caps, Sunflower Seeds, with myself, Ash. And me, Ian. Well, thank you all for joining us today. We're back in the conservatory, Ash. We haven't done this for a while. But what are we going to be talking about today? Well, I thought we could probably talk about baseball equipment, especially for the new people starting up. I mean, this probably wouldn't go against if you're playing, you know, double A, triple A, national. I mean, you know, you know all this. But I think if you get into into the game... Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. You know, and by all means, we're just pointing this out. We're just talking like this. A lot of our listeners will know what they're on about and have already bought a lot of that stuff. But for the one person who's listening to us now who's thinking, I've got no idea where to go, what to get, etc., etc., you know, we've been in that boat fairly recently. We're just giving you a little bit of advice. You don't have to take it. We're just letting you know what is out there and where to look. Um, I remember when I first got into the game, I thought it was going to be, oh, I need a baseball bat. I wouldn't need anything else. But it turns out you actually need, you know, quite a bit. Yeah, and I guess also it's one of these ones where the equipment obviously is used is you, you can't just walk into a sports direct in this country and, and pick it up off the shelf. It's it's kind of well, you probably could walk into a sports direct in this country and pick up a baseball bat, but certainly not. It's not going to last you. Oh, <laughs> it's so certainly not the quality yeah. that we're so looking this for. This is the thing. So if you're yeah. brand new to the sport, as we're anticipating today, we're going to put ourselves back into our first ever experience of going into playing baseball where we've got none of the equipment, we've got no idea really what we're going to need, no idea where to get it or, or, or what is worth buying and what isn't worth buying and all of that lot. Hopefully getting something that's worthwhile that will last us at least a, a week or two. Yeah. <laughs> or more realistically, a season. A yeah. Season. So we're basically using two shops in the UK, um, the baseball and softball shop and also baseball outlet. Again, we're not endorsed or sponsored by these um, two companies they're just ones that we've used in the past ourselves um, and we just thought oh, we know the site we can navigate it if there's any more out there then you know please let us know and where you shop from that would also be that would also be interesting yeah again I'll put out that we're not primarily experts at this because obviously we're not um, we're not buying equipment for AAA we're not buying equipment for professional standards we're buying equipment for entry level stuff yeah we've made our judgments based on what level we're at and what we're willing to spend really of course, we play with guys who are more inclined to buy, quote-unquote, bigger and better equipment and therefore spend the money. So we have seen decent stuff. We've seen it in comparison to what we've got ourselves. So really, we're just sort of going to want to be covering the basics to kind of begin with and then maybe giving an opinion about what we find. Yes, if you want to spend hours trawling the likes of eBay, Amazon, etc., etc., you might be able to pick up some more stuff at different prices, perhaps even direct from the States or Japan, etc., but... We're looking at something where you're going to want a quick, decent turnaround, quick, decent price for a decent product. All right, so I think, well, we'll start with baseball bats, because at the end of the day... Baseball bats, that is the coolest kind of bit Exactly, of everyone, everyone wants to hit, don't they? So, yeah, here we are. So we're looking on baseball and softball shop. Um, so which bat did you go for, Ian? Um, well, like you say, I, I couldn't go into a sports direct and pick up anything that I think would be decent you, you might be able to find one or two bats in there but i purely went with what i found uh, was a, a club bat from our previous training sessions and they had a straightforward rawlings 32 inch ash uh, a few of those actually i suppose just for the standard club bats purely because they are 
you know, a reasonable price. The club isn't going to want to spend hundreds of pounds on a bat just to give out to uh, newbies on the, on their first couple of sessions. So they've got something that is accessible, that will last, and purely because of that, I got used to the way it, the way it feels. I like the look of it. I went for a black one because it's badass. It was, what, I don't know, about 30, 35. 35 quid at most. It depends on, I think, we're going to find this a lot on all the different types of equipment, but I think it depends on, on what you're planning to get out of playing the game. Because for myself, I'm not realistically going to be playing for 20 years. So I'm going to buy something that is going to at least last me five, six years. And if I have to replace something once or twice within that time, then so be it. But equally, I don't want to be spending something like 250 quid on a glove or 200 quid on a bat that I'm only ever going to use for two years. So, yeah, 35 quid for an Ash, what, 32, 33-inch bat. Quite happy with that. I, I stuck with the status quo on that. What about you? Yeah, I went exactly the same. I mean, I bought a black one because, you know, the golf life. But it actually turned out I actually preferred the natural <laughs> natural look, so I didn't bought a, a natural wooden look. Exactly the same bat. 33 inch. We're saying 32, 33 inch. That's literally just the length of the bat. Um, there are like calculators out there to do with height and, and that sort of stuff. Um, but a lot of it is down to personal preference. Not much in it at all, really. I mean, Ian's taller than me, but he uses a smaller bat when he prefers it. And I just like 33 as a number. <laughs> That's all that <laughs> is, really. I just. I, mean, I picked up, I mean, when I went to my first session, Phil Wormsley looked at me and said, Here's a 33 inch bat. And I just picked up, used it, and so I thought I'd just buy a 33. That was the only reason. I mean, we've got some people, I mean, Matt Atkinson, our pitcher, who's... He's shorter than he's you. Short, like yeah, he's yeah. short 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, and he uses a 34, so size for size, he uses a lot bigger bat than he probably should. But it's just personal preference, so it's not like, oh, look, you've got a 32 inch bat, you're almost a week or anything like that. There's no weight difference, really. Because this is the thing that you wouldn't get from, say, for example, going into Sports Direct and picking up an off-the-shelf whatever they've got available because you wouldn't necessarily appreciate the fact that there are different sizes there are different weights there are different materials there are different flavors you know you can get all sorts of different things and ultimately yeah you're right it does come down to a personal preference I don't know about you I I like to find out what I've got in my hand and and see the damn thing before I decide whether or not I like this absolutely um and yeah I picked up a couple of other bats during the training sessions before I got my own and this is a bit heavier, you know. This one might be made out of different wood, but it's the same length. It still feels a bit heavy or it's, it feels a lot lighter or something like that. I mean, I don't know how much of it comes down to body shape as well, mass, because I'm, I'm a slim guy, you know. I'm not going to be wanting to wield anything too big and heavy. It's a tree trunk, as I was saying. But, uh, yeah, but like you said about that, like I've also bought a Louisville Slugger um, bat, again, 33-inch, but it feels lighter than my Rawlings. 33 inch, even though the weight the same, I think it's just where the weight is distributed throughout the bat. I prefer to feel a bit of weight on the end of the bat, which unfortunately there isn't any baseball shops that you can feel the weight. So you just have to kind of. It's a bit trial and error. I trial think and error. Like, I mean, other, others might disagree with that. I don't know. I mean, I, we're hoping that people are listening to this with a bit of an understanding and a bit of an experience about buying equipment, particularly in the UK. Are we looking at just having to buy stuff? online or mail order and that kind of thing so yeah bats basically in, in you know for a good start about i think you know both ian and myself like the rawlings to the point i actually snapped a rawlings bat and replaced it with a straight straight the same bat again because I, I enjoyed using it and i felt felt right for me we got someone on our team 
who swears by bamboo. I've never used bamboo. I don't really know the difference. He says there's a better spring when hitting the bat. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, there are, yeah, you touched on it there, different materials. So you've got ash, maple. bamboo, maple, yeah. I suppose there's a difference. I, I, I there must be a difference. There must be a difference. They wouldn't be doing it if not. Uh, like, a, go back to again, we're not experts at this and we haven't used every flavour of bat ourselves. So I couldn't tell you the difference between a mahogany or a balsa wood bat, you know. I don't think you're going to get mahogany. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a son of a carpenter. I know you're not going to be picking up and swinging a mahogany bat. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I'd like to see someone try it, though. But no, I mean... I, I, I fully get the idea that there must be some sort of difference in the, in the way these things But then work. you're looking at, just quick look prices while you were talking there, I mean the cheapest maple wood bat that I've just come across was £100. So there must be there must be something in it well, to do that. The obvious things I can And bamboo was 130 Yeah, I mean the obvious things I can think of is that you've probably got durability versus weight versus, well, cost. So ideally you want something that's going to last a bloody long time. So, you know, maple I assume might be a bit more... Solid. Must, yeah. Yeah. Must be. But bamboo, I would have thought, is possibly what? Solid yet light? Yeah, it's probably best at both, isn't it? Um, this is purely guessing, so again, forgive me if I'm either spouting the bloody obvious to a lot of our <laughs> listeners, or I'm actually saying something completely and utterly against what the actual answer is. And composite bats, they seem to be quite composite a bats. mixture of... Well, they're like made out of wood and... So we've got... Resin, um, paper mache... Rawlings maple slash bamboo composite baseball bat. So that's every bit of wood under the sun. That's that's basically just chopped down. A couple well, of I do think I think the composite is the durability. I think it's like a core, isn't there? Oh, okay. Dur- yeah. in, inside the bat is a core. Right. I'm not sure what of, but it basically gives you a durability of metal, aluminium bats, ah. which I do not understand why you'd want to use aluminium bats. Every time this comes up, it triggers me. I just <laughs> don't see the point of aluminium bats at any level. That's me stamping on that one. So yeah, the composite ones, durability of aluminium bats, but with just the sound, feel, and um, result of a wooden bat. So they seem to be kind of like going the way forward, I think. So I think, Yeah, I think I think there's a couple of other players, uh, perhaps even Phil, I think, has a composite bat, I, I seem to recall. So you'd kind of think that, from our point of view, the people we know, he kind of knows what he's talking about. But yeah. then, equally, he's bought stuff off of eBay from China because it was like 20 quid. I'm pretty sure he's bought something off Wish before and it snapped. Or, no, it didn't snap, actually. Somehow he dented it. It, it, it bent. It, it, <laughs> he dented it. He was like, oh, it's like 20 quid or something. You know, he so. uses it for hurling. Yeah. <laughs> he throws yeah. it and it comes back. See, I think in terms of baseball bats, you certainly get what you pay for in a... It's all determined on the person. Um... I think if you know you've been playing for a few years, maybe invest in a composite bat purely for that durability. But if, if like Ian, who's playing on a year, a year by year <laughs> a basis, rolling, a rolling contract, contract. <laughs> um, then, you know, get what's affordable for you at the time. And if you have to replace it every, every year, then so be it. So going from baseball bats, I think we might as well work our way down and do batting Ooh. gloves. Okay. I mean, again, batting gloves are not vital. It's really, you don't need them. Oh, but they look cool. One, they look cool. Two, if you've got... I mean, I work in an office. I mean, I have the hands of... They're so soft. I went on my first session batting practice. I came home with blisters and everything, and my hands are just not used to that. So with the grip and, and the baseball... Uh, the batting gloves, sorry. It's certainly a good investment for me. I, I swear by batting gloves. Then you'll get someone on, like, aerial, who will use no grip, no gloves. He likes to feel the wood. Yeah. I, I'm going to quickly go back to the whole analogy that I know is that 
when I've grown up playing football, you know what a good pair of football boots does and how to feel the ball yes. when you kick it, etc., etc. You know what a bad pair of football boots does when you kick it. I was playing six aside the other day with some Pumas. I hate Puma. <laughs> I'm Adidas all the way, but I just needed to buy an emergency pair of AstroTavs. Bought Puma. I could not kick a ball for level money on Thursday. Yeah, that's the only reason. Eh? We'll pretend that's the only reason. <laughs> it was Adidas to me in it. David Beckham will be coming out. Oh, quickly, if Adidas are listening, I am up for talking contracts. But what is annoying is Puma are waiting outside. They've just bugged off. Now, That's right? fine. Puma, you can go. You want Adidas? I'll give you my number. So batting gloves. You use batting gloves. I, I use, use batting, batting gloves. gloves. Yes. I can't think of anyone in the Icini Warriors that don't wear batting gloves. No. Without thinking too hard. Um, again, I just bought the entry-level pair of Rawlings because mm-hmm. to start with, I quite like all matching brands. Yeah. Um, so I just bought yeah twenty-two pound pair of Rawlings gloves. I'm going to be slightly negative on these. I mean, players like Logan swears by these particular brand of gloves or this particular style of glove. Um, I think they're too thin. I, I'm not a big fan. When I was over in America last year, North Carolina, I tried on some Franklin gloves and they just fitted beautifully. They felt nice. They'd done that. But they're also five times the price. Yeah. And at the time, a year ago, I couldn't justify spending about seventy five dollars I think it was. Was that probably about yeah, about seventy odd quid I guess. Yeah, we'll say sixty five, seventy quid. I just couldn't justify that back then because I didn't realise how serious I was going to take baseball. Now looking back, I probably wish I had bought them, mm-hmm. just because it's just nice to have that stability. You know, the bat is in your hand. You know, you you feel comfortable. You know, you can't use that. So I'm not a big fan of these entry level rulings. I mean, I guess that's the trade off we've got. Is and that's the point we're going to be making a fair bit. Is it's the cost versus the f- the outcome of the actual bit of equipment. Is it worth it? So what? You're saying for even 25 quid, you wouldn't have spent that on these ruins? No. Okay. Because I, I, do, I do things like in a certain way around. I've kind of got an idea of a budget in my head. I don't want to spend too much. Equally, I don't want to be buying a bargain basement. And if I can, I'm going to go looking for that offer. I'm going to go looking for the, the brand, if you like. Or, oh, there on, that's actually 35 quid, knocked down for 25, ergo. That one's better than that one. I'm going to go for that one because it was supposed to be worth more, quote unquote. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm probably with you there to a degree. I know, you know, when I first bought every club, bought everything all at once, and I know I had X amount to spend, and I knew what was important, what wasn't really important. And batting gloves probably isn't, like I said, probably the least important thing you'll wear, other than Under Armour and all that. But that's neither here nor there. So, but like looking back, knowing what I know now, if I knew that back then, yes, I would. I've invested in a. A decent pair, Franklin's, were the ones I tried in North Carolina, and, I've, and I like them. I've, I've got a pair of uh, Louisville. I mean, I like them. They, they, they feel relatively thick. They feel like they're going to last uh, for as long as I need them. They haven't started to wear yet or anything like that. They're, they're bloody filthy because obviously my hands <laughs> are just... They're sliding into first base that you do. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I, I like to think that I've got a grip on the bat, that it's not going to suddenly slide out of sweaty hands or something like that. We've seen that happen before. Or that, like you say, you're going to get blisters or something like that because you know the bat is going to move around in your hands. But yeah, no, I, I found a, a pair of Louisville's. I think they're on a different website though. I don't think they're on this particular one. But uh, yeah, they were reduced down. I think to twenty five quid. Yeah, about the twenty five pound mark. Yeah, yeah. something like that. So oh, I went for those. Plus, they look cool again. You know, again, not... they do. I mean, batting gloves do look nice. I like Luke, the co-captain of the Warriors. He wears a lovely pair of all black. Um, I believe Under Armour batting gloves, and they are very nice. Who's the one who's got the white and red? Is that you? You got white and red. No, that's Rich. Rich, that's right. Rich has got our left-handed shortstop, as you well know. Yeah, they they, they look like really white. Yeah. They look a bit Michael Jackson. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
But he pulls them off. I mean, the red looks nice because, you know, red accent on our uniform. I mean, I just got the dark grey Rawlings because it's like the, the goth life. Again, goth life, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I went for black because I'm not one of these ones, again, going back to the football boots. I've never had a pair of coloured football boots. It was black all the way. I remember having a pair of coloured football boots. This is back in the early 2000s. 2004, I was about 15. And a pair of bright red, uh, bright blue Adidas F50, customizable, bright blue, red stripes. And my uniform was red and god people took the pee out of me <laughs> but nowadays you get the p1080 from black ones so well this is it no but i, I, I like the traditional so i went for black because again the black bat that's the other thing i think we might be talking about on this is there's got to be some sort of style to this as well come on because let's be honest baseball uniforms they're just cool they look awesome i'm all about san diego, san diego padres well we've mentioned that before yeah god. the 70s no the 70s pirates yeah yeah but i'm talking about the current oh, yeah, padres yeah, yeah. Like the current Padres, that would be enough to maybe follow them mm. just for their all their uniforms. Anyway, the black yeah. and orange of Orioles is all nice. So. <laughs> no, you've got to be thinking of some decent jerseys and stuff now. Like That's one thing I have always loved about baseball is the different jerseys and different uniforms for different events and things like that as well. So we'll have the camo one soon, the camo uniform for the Warriors. That'd be awesome. Anyway, we digress. Sorry. We digress. We do that. I'm sorry. So from batting gloves to... Well, yeah, so batting gloves... Yeah, I was literally going to say that exactly the same sort of thing. That this is going to go hand in hand. No pun intended. Pun intended. There was a big pun intended. <laughs> I, I was waiting for <laughs> to get this in for ages. Um, no, but that, it is about that whole grip on the bat. So with gloves, I find it helps grip on the bat. Other players want to feel the bat actually move within their hands. So I guess you know the less they have, the better. So where does it come down to on something like grip tape? What does I'm, that give you? I'm very much for grip tape. I use lizard skins, um, just because the name, the brand name, sounded amazing. <laughs> that was pretty much the only reason I went for it. It turns out there's actually quite some nice styles of lizard skin back grip out there. Um, so I currently use the black and white stripes that is available on the baseball and softball shop. Unfortunately, there isn't as much um, variety in the UK as there is in America. When I was in America, I brought back Ian, New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. I brought back um, a couple of Blue Jays ones for a couple of players. Luke and Logan. You know, you had Logan in the last episode. Um, but yeah, I very much like this skin um, grip tape. And it's just easy to put on. And it's a nice cushion feel to it. You and say cushion, yeah. yeah. Because I've got the Yankees one on my second bat. So I've got on my second bat, which is a 33-inch uh, Ash Natural. Um, I put on the Yankees tape on that because that looks great with the blue and white mm. on the natural colour. I don't use that for batting as much because I, th- I thought I was going to be using it a lot this season, but I've actually ended up lending that to um, one of our other players, Ryan. He uses it a fair amount more. Um, purely also because I, I like the way that, that my other bat feels. Now, on my other bat, I've got a standard, just a cloth black tape, so it's thin. Yeah, it's got a grip on it. I I like. I I have found that the comparison between the two. I like the lizard tape, but I like to be able to then feel closer to the bat, even though I'm wearing gloves, because it is a thinner material. It does kind of get me right onto the bat, whereas the lizard skin does feel good. But it, I I feel that it's opened up my hand a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I'm anti what Ian just said. I'm not a fan. of like. It's a fabric almost like a bandage um, grip tape. Yes, the very Pauline, popular. Pauline's one, I think it is. Very popular um, throughout all baseball. 
again, like we say, it's all personal preference. I like to feel cushion. Um, and it's quite nice to have your hand slightly open more for me. Yeah, again, it's a lot of fry. I mean, in the price ranges, you can get, you know, just basic grip tape, £4. I think that's more on. Upwards, was, yeah. Yeah, back, that's £4 back. upwards. I mean, again, shame in England. You know, there isn't a shop that you can just go into um, like there is uh, in other parts of the world. Not as easily anyway. I mean, you know, there's possibly somewhere out there. And again, if anybody knows of anywhere where you can go and do this, please let us know yes. via Twitter or Facebook. At BCSS Podcast. So, should we move on to the, I suppose, the most vital bit of kit? The gloves. My favourite bit. So, yeah, again, this is this is where I think the investment really starts to come in and you have to really start thinking about what you need to buy here. Um, personally, again, I've only gone in for like a relatively entry level glove because, again, I don't know if it's worth me investing in something that will last me 15 years. Why do I want to spend upwards of 150 quid when I could just get away with two gloves that will cost me a combined total of no more than 80 quid? I know that sounds really tight, but. He is very tight. I am very tight. So am I though, so that's why we work together. <laughs> no, but it, it, it's that kind of just general common sense thinking. You know, I I could go out there easily and buy a glove that I think, yes, this is worth 250 quid. Hell, why not even go 500 quid and get yourself something customised? Yeah. All that kind of crap. But I might only ever use it twice. I'm being kind of overly cautious on that. I, I, I will obviously get as much use out of it as possible, but you know what I mean? Sod's law... Um, you know, had I been 18 and, and been able to run constantly for the next 20 years of my life, then fine, I'd be going out and thinking, I'll make one big purchase now and see how I go. So, no, I've got in for like an entry-level 40-odd quid uh, Rawlings, partly as well because it looked cool. There are slightly cheaper ones there, I think, but uh, I wanted something, again, black, that obviously was a decent material, You've then got to start thinking about things like the size of the glove, the actual position that you're playing plays a big part in that, clearly. So for me, outfield, I wanted to look at a larger size glove. Yeah, don't don't be an infielder, you know, wearing a 14-inch glove. No. As a start, I don't think you're actually allowed to. So, <laughs> yeah, take into consideration that outfield, you can be as big as you want. I mean, who was the Japanese guy for Mariners? Ichiro. Yeah, his glove was huge. I mean, you're looking at something like, again, it's for the transfers and things like that. Pitcher's gloves, notoriously, is the smallest glove on the field. Yes. Because they just want to quickly get the ball. Get in. out. Get out. And um, if needs be, they've got to make fast plays. Actually, what I did do initially was I kind of, although I had the inkling of playing outfield, again, you were looking at using the club gloves that we had for the first couple of training sessions. They were all sort of generally fairly generic, and the size of them were probably around the 12, 12 and a half inches. Now... That is kind of, um, I suppose, an all-purpose kind of glove. Yes. You could kind of get away with it in the outfield. You'll get away with it in the infield. What you don't want to be doing, as Ash says, is going out and buying a 40-inch glove and, and playing shortstop. And playing shortstop. Have an idea of what size glove you need for the position. And if you don't know what position you want to play, play it but, safe. Yeah, but you want to get a glove, then yeah, play it safe. Get a 12 and a half. And that's, that's what I did initially. I've now gone out and got, well, I think I've got 12 initially. Um, got out and got a 13 inch one criticism I do have I was going to be aware of it because of the, the cost of it as I say 40 quid it's a relatively decent price for a relatively decent glove but you're probably only maybe going to get one two seasons out of it at most I think I think one season I think being generous yeah. I don't think you get two but then they also because yeah I bought an outfielder's glove 
or an all-round glove when I first started because, again, I wasn't sure how serious they were going to take me at being a first baseman. I didn't want to spend, you know, 60, 70 quid on a first baseman's mitt. So I did buy, a, I think, the same glove Ian's got. And it didn't last. It lasted me a couple of training sessions. But then they also admit that, you know, even single level, you know, an entry-level glove probably isn't going to be the best if you're competing. I mean, especially now, we're, we're doing double headers every yeah. week, aren't we now? Yeah. So I think maybe invest, probably, I would say we were free on the glove, I think invest. I'm not saying invest in a 150, 200 pound job. Especially not after one training session or two training yeah, sessions. Yeah, exactly. Because I think they're all generally made out of leather, the ones that we can see actually on this website we're looking at now. I think we're looking mainly at Rawlings here. I think there's a few different types in there, Mizunos. So you've got Rawlings, you've got Mizuno. And then on, I think, the other... Uh, website we're looking at there. Wilson. We've got Wilson and Easton. Easton, yeah. So Easton, I'm kind of getting the idea of that they're they're fairly like a, a decent budget brand. Rawlings are similar. I mean, you know, a lot of these are having. It's not a budget brand, but Rawlings are used by most of the major leaders. Yeah, but what I mean is like they've got good budget options as opposed to oh, yeah. having a full blown. Yeah, I mean, like our first Mizuno, entry level yeah. is. There's no like entry level Mizuno. I mean, Mizuno. I think entry level. I use my little quotation marks. I think you're looking at seventy odd quid. Yeah. Um, from Mizuno. And there's nothing to say that that is, is not worth it at all. It's just purely, I think, when you're initially coming into this sport, you don't know much about it. You're expecting to maybe last a few training sessions at most. It's probably worth getting something that's yours that you can start breaking in and wearing in. And that's the other thing as well. Obviously, you've got to have to break all of these things in and, and treat them well. Yes. So it's it's got to be something that is durable that will actually adapt, will mould. Yeah, um, leather at the end of the day, so you need yeah. to look after leather. You wouldn't buy a leather, leather sofa and, you know, just sit on it and forget about it. You do yeah. treat it and, you know, love it. That in itself, I mean, the people tell me different ways of doing things, but there are many um, YouTube videos on how to treat gloves and stuff like that, so I don't think we'll go too much into that detail. But, no, for me, it was a, I got a 40 quid glove thinking this will get me through at least my initial interest in the sport and if it wanes or I find that I can't play, I've not missed out. If I know I'm going to be sticking around, then fine, I'm going to go out and double this up. Equally, if I am buying one a season, then three seasons I've spent 120 quid, well, fine, so what? I could have spent double that and never played. So, horses for courses kind of thing. Now, again, if there's bargains out there, get them. Absolutely. Shame we can't try gloves on because it's amazing the difference. When you buy a, when you buy a glove, you need to to feel I like I'm not I think you said earlier on in the episode it'd be quite nice to feel it and see it and you know vibe it and you know to, to a degree you're almost gambling on thinking well I hope it's good so I'm going to talk about my first base mitt which I bought I just bought a Rawlings Renegade first base mitt 12 and a half inch and when we say 12 and a half inch we mean wrist the tip of glove is 12 and a half inch and certainly if you're playing first base and you want to play first base seriously or you know at, you know Certainly at any level. First base mitt is basically worth it and needed. You certainly couldn't play that position overly well. Can I just ask them, for the sake of reference, why? What what do you find that you get from a first base mitt that you can't get from a regular mitt? Well, it does it all for you, basically. So if you look at a regular baseball glove and you look at a first base mitt, you'll see the shape and size already is completely different. So I can't really describe how far, uh, how a... Uh, baseball glove looks like but a first base glove if you're looking at it I'm left-handed so it's on the right hand you'll see on the left curve it curves round so you can scoop it when it gets in the dirt there's a lot more flexibility in it so you can press it onto the ground for ground balls to make it a scoop 
and also where the webbing is, that's the bit between your thumb and forefinger, is a deeper webbing. So it's almost like a lacrosse net. So I've probably given all the secrets away from first baseman, but to be honest with you, a first base mitt does all the work to a degree. And it's certainly something that I would suggest to all first basemen out there um, to get. However, if you want to play first base and you also want to play shortstop for argument's sake, you wouldn't be able to play shortstop with a first base mitt at single A level up. You will need to have a, a separate glove for that. Same catcher's mitt. I mean, I'm no expert. I'm a lefty, so that's very... I mean, <laughs> we don't really play catch. There are left-handed catchers out there at our level, but certainly not higher. I think once you get into something like catching, you're going to have to look at a lot more equipment in that respect anyway. Obviously, armour for a start. Yeah. If you're looking at that as a position, I think you're already invested in the game. You know, you're not going well, to like come Joe, in... Joe didn't come in wanting to be a catcher. No. Joe came in as, probably going to be wrong, but I guess outfielder. But he's played, I think he's played every position yeah. officially now. Apart but, from pitcher. That means oh yeah, pitcher. He has he he yet to pitch. God, stop wasting our time, Joe. <laughs> Make an effort, make an effort. Yeah, make an effort, Joe. Jeez. No, seriously. Um, so yeah, Joe is now, he's now invested, so he's bought his own um, leg guards, chest, he's yeah. bought everything now, hasn't he? Yeah, so um, if, you, if you're in that kind of position, then you, you should know what you're looking for. Yeah. You don't come into your second training session thinking, right, I'm going to go and spend hundreds of pounds on catching gear. And quite frankly, we don't know what we're talking about on that respect. Yeah, anyway, unfortunately, so. sorry, we... we we know even less about catching gear than we know what we're talking about already, so we're not going to talk about catching gear uh, today. Maybe we'll get one of our catchers on, um, probably Joe or Luke, um, to talk about that in the future. If anyone's interested, if you are interested in hearing from a catcher, drop us a message. So yeah, first base mitt. If you're playing first base, definitely a good investment. I bought the entry-level Rawlings one, 67 quid, 70 quid, something like that. It's done me well for this season. But I'm actually going to upgrade uh, for the following season because it's got very loose. It's got very, it's too flexible now. It's too soft. So I'm probably going to get a stiffer one and Ooh. really, really, and really mold that to myself. And I actually quite like the breaking in process. I don't know about you, but I like to make something mine. No, I think you're right. And, and um, um, to be honest, I'm I'm looking at perhaps a glove that will last me a couple of years. I'm, I'm starting to become more optimistic. I feel like... I think you should. You had a good season this year. But we'll talk. We'll recap our season because there's still a doubleheader um, for us tomorrow against Milton Keynes. So we'll, we will recap the, the season in the next few episodes. And if you are listening and you've got any recommendations on first base mitt or outfield or anything like that brand-wise, I'm open to suggestions. I'm sure Ian as well. I'm not just going to stick with Rawlings. If you say a Mizuno is you know worth it, this one's good. I'll take a look and really going to open minded. So again, please, any suggestions? Yeah, this will be a good opportunity to sort of literally say to people out there, tell us about what yeah, your brand, what your brand. is and yeah. why. Because there's got to be a reason why Ash loves Adidas. There's got to be a reason why I will have Louisville. You know, we want to know what has led you to this bit of equipment and, and what you feel you get from this versus the other option or, or something like that. Yeah, that'd be very interesting. So that's Field and Gloves. And that's part one of this particular podcast. Ash and I can talk for far too long, so we decided to split this one up, give you guys a break. See you in part two.